0: Hey, I'm Dustin
1: and I'm dr. Oh Steven Welcome back listeners to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right You're listening to another episode of the wedding photo hangover podcast and a reverent look at wedding photography this podcast like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, are you ready to record 20 minutes of audio all over again? Because for some reason, Audacity wasn't working for me. Steven,
0: I don't know what you're talking about. I've simply gotten back into my time machine that I keep just to the right of my podcasting machine. And I've gone back. I don't even know what you're speaking or referencing. It was a little awkward when I had to kill past Dustin.
1: Oh, in order no, to man. preserve the timeline. I mean, Dustin, you know all those other times that I've time traveled with you? It was literally just so I could kill past Dustin. Like, did you not <laughs> did, you, did you not understand what was going on there every single time we've done that before? Like, I really just wanted to kill past Dustin. Do you think it's fascinating in the
0: show 12 Monkeys where they wear those vests and they have to, you know, kill themselves?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they travel through time. Yeah, I do need you to know, though, uh, I've never once killed past Stephen. He's just, there's a bunch of me, just copies all over the place, like Primer, walking around. They're building new boxes. They're going to create new futures. We don't even know what's going to happen. Mm. There's one, a big, mm. big box in France somewhere. Is that why there's an
0: explosion of microbreweries right now? Yeah, Sl- that's probably it. <laughs>
1: oh, crap, Dustin, you're bleeding from your ear right now.
0: Secretly gone back and killed young Dustin. Mm.
1: Oh, Steven. We should Steven. Probably stop this. Let's get into our heads. A little bit. Do you want to talk about your crazy clients? Let's jump straight in. Well, no, my
0: clients weren't crazy. Uh, my clients this weekend. So for those of you out there that aren't from the good US of A, uh, this past weekend was Labor Day weekend. Uh, so for a lot of us wedding photographers... Uh, we do multiple weddings. Uh, for myself we did three weddings this week. And Steve, how many did you guys have the privilege of doing?
1: Well, uh, seeing as I live in the United States of America, um, I respect <laughs> and observe holidays like Labor Day and so I only shot one. <laughs> so
0: I only did one wedding. Uh so I did three because I'm uh disrespectful to the holidays in which we celebrate here in America. Mm-hmm. You're you're not a real American. Uh, I'm respecting my brides and my grooms in the pursuit of all things capitalism. But yeah, so Monday morning rolled around, or excuse me, Tuesday morning rolled around, and uh, we received some little nuggets from some of our clients' family. And the mother of our Indian wedding's bride mm-hmm. emailed us uh, on our drive to Cincinnati for an engagement session. And Steve was kind enough to uh, coach me through some responses.
1: Yep. Yeah, Team Dustin all the way. Uh, Number one coach, number one supporter, number one fan right here, Steve.
0: Cheerleader, cheerleader Yeah,
1: no, I I do cheer very hard.
0: So I figured on air, I uh, I would read to you what she said to me. Dear Dustin and Corinne, I hope you two aren't too worn out from this weekend. I understand you have a few photos to edit. I do, however, have a suggestion for you for future weddings. We were ready to toast the bride and the groom. However, they had disappeared with you and no one knew where they were. Please confirm with the parents and or MC before you remove the bridal couple from the reception. Thank you for all your time and energy. Sincerely, Brides, mom.
1: Now, Dustin was driving at the time to Cincinnati, so he couldn't respond to it right away. So, you know, got on the horn, talked to dear coach Steven. And uh, this, is, this is what I coached him into saying, which he sent to her verbatim, word for word. Dearest mother, the sunset waits for no one, not even brides and grooms whose parents have decided to do toasts without consulting with the bride and groom about those toasts. Or who also have not consulted with the DJ. And who didn't have those toasts scheduled in for that time on the timeline during the reception. And then embed a sick-ass photo of your sunset shot, Dustin. And then after that, if we waited for guest toasts, this beautiful memory wouldn't have been made. Welp, you suck. My photos rule. Peace out. Mob. That kid, signed sincerely. That kid from Fort Wayne, Grandmaster Photographer, DJ D McIntyre And you sent that to her word for
0: word, right? Can we add like some theme music to the email so that when she opens it, there's like a little like precursor to the verbiage. They would say, like, click here to play music. Mm-hmm. And then she can we'll scroll down, it down to the music B. It'd be like the theme music to like uh uh, three ninjas <laughs> or be like somewhat kind of like a little 007 medley in there too maybe. So, so we're
1: going to transfer <laughs> three ninjas Cole, Rocky, and Tum Tum uh, to James Bond yep. you know? yeah No, that's, that's what I think of when I think of Tum Tum too I think yeah that kid probably grew up to be James Bond that's right
0: <laughs> this bride and groom were the sweetest people um, so kind. The bride gave me one of those drunken, uh, like hugs. Goodbye. She at the you? end of the night. Did she kiss and you? Almost. Like, no, it, no, no, There's no almost, you know, if lips make contact, it was like she, I thought she was going in for like a cheek kiss, but then she gave me, so I kind of turned into it mm. and then it was, you're going to go
1: in for the lip kiss. You thought you're going to cheek no, no, kiss no. and you try to turn in to get a lip kiss Where was Corinne during all this kissing? I thought the bride was going in to give me a little peck
0: on the cheek goodbye as we were hugging. Mm -hmm. And instead she was trying to whisper something in my ear. And so I awkwardly turned my ear like right into her mouth. Oh,
1: and you got a little tongue action in that ear? Where is Corinne during (laughs) all this? Because you know, when I get kissed at weddings, you know where Jen is? Right there next to me also getting kissed. That's right. (laughs) Keeping it freaky.
0: Keeping it Van Elk. That's what we call it. So this is what I actually said to the bride's mom. Hi, dear bride's mom. Thank you so much for your thoughts. I'm so sorry you were upset in us taking the bride and groom out for a quick sunset photo. We did, however, inform the DJ that we were going outside and that we would be right back. DJ's fault. (laughs) Under the bus he goes. We asked if anything was coming up and he said we had plenty of time. I hope this one moment in an otherwise fun Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. joyful wedding weekend isn't all you remember us for. Kind regards, grandmaster wedding photographer extraordinaire of heavens and earths, and the famously famous host of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. Infamous, I think is the word you were looking for, the infamous host infamous. That's right. You're the famous one. I'm the infamous no, one.
1: No, no, we're both infamous. This, this podcast has said nothing, nothing good for the world. We're only remembered for the bad things we say in this podcast.
0: It was just kind of flabbergasted me that, um, because what this is signified to me that the bride's mom had been sitting on this, like brewing in this, of just like, I have to get this off my chest. Like this bothered me so much that I have to, this dignifies an email. So that was just one instance of crazy client family interaction. Uh, The second one came uh, from our Sunday wedding where the bride's aunt, who is who paid for us, came out into the parking lot to start and pretty much blatantly told my video team that they were still learning. uh, They were still like learning their craft And, uh, just kind of like demeaned them in front of me and in front of her husband. And it was so awkward. And then a day later, she texts me asking if the photos were done. Nice. And then, yeah. And then follows up with, uh, by the way, you did uh, a great job. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, I've been dealing with this aunt for about eight months. Super crazy. I knew her expectations were bananas, and then she follows that up with, but I didn't think you were going to do
1: a great job. Yeah. Oh, kind of like an open face compliment sandwich. So just mm. compliment shit. And then not another compliment, just compliment shit. And that is a reference yeah. to another podcast. <gasps> uh, but yeah. So with that dope reference, uh, let's transition into follow-up <laughs> trademark John syracuse uh, for people who listen to ATP, you would have got that reference already without me pointing it out. This just in from Phantom producer Louie Novak. Justin, did this just come in? And it came in a few days ago on the group. Steve, word on the street is that photographer from the story I gave you a while back about fat shaming is now out of the photo business in selling flowers. Mm. So she transitioned transitioned from... Fat shaming photographer to fat shaming florist. So my
0: question is, does she do her flowers like, hey, can I get a fat stack of those flowers?
1: Yeah, she tries to. Like, bl- how would she, she take? She puts fat into everything. I need a fat bunch of flowers. I need a fat bunch of uh, ribbons to tie around my fat uh, flowers. I
0: would, yeah. re- I would really just like a skinny bouquet, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I was told you're the photographer. I'm, um, excuse me, the florist to come to. Uh, But what I'd really like to stress, Steve, is just the power of this podcast that we were able to put this poor, poor person out of business. Um, But maybe maybe this is God's way of just like really showing them their true passion and their true calling to be a florist. Uh, I mean, a photographer was just a stepping stone for them.
1: As long as this person's happy and they're making money and they're paying the bills, that's all I care about. I don't want anybody to get into a position ever as a result of this podcast or anything else where they are unable to you know pay their bills so i hope this photographer now florist is very happy and i hope this photographer now florist um no longer gets to a point where they're so frustrated that they say demeaning things to other people in emails and stuff like that so Dustin, do you want to talk about your SEO company and what's happened there? Because... Not really. <laughs> you told me tonight. So a few months ago, Dustin put a company on blast and mentioned multiple times how they had failed him in terrible, terrible ways. And then asked me afterwards to cut it out. And instead of cutting it out of the podcast, I just bleeped out the name of the company every time he said it. And... Um, That was bonus
0: points for the person who can let us know what episode that was. So we don't have to look it up. Yeah.
1: And so um, now Dustin's SEO company has finally come to a full failure point. Right.
0: We think we think. I don't know for a hundred percent. You got an email from who? I just got this email today uh, from somebody who was within the company and left the company who I'd worked with closely. So
1: this is an employee who either quit or was fired, who is now contacting past clients. Sounds like a lawsuit. I'm
0: assuming he's like a subcontractor, though, like someone who just... Mm, Still sounds like a lawsuit. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he he let me know that things were not going well over there and uh, that I shouldn't expect to... Receive anything for the amount of money that I paid.
1: So this is going to be Dustin's new story that goes on and on, since he said he didn't really want to talk about it that much this week because he's trying to. You're trying to follow up on it, right? Yeah, I want. I want to kind of look into it and see what's going on. Um, so after the mystery surrounding Dustin's copyright situation, now he has a new mystery for us: the SEO company that just won't quit. I always like to give you guys a little bit of cereal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And boy, does it taste great! I personally am kind of like a honey bunches of oats sort of person, um, but like my yeah. kids are super into like Lucky Charms and Froot Loops, which is just kind of weird to me.
0: Speaking of your tastefulness, mm-hmm. what kind of beer might you be drinking no, tonight, Stephen? Dustin, wait,
1: one more thing on follow up before we get to beer. Talk. I
0: haven't, I haven't flown it fly, yet. It's wait, still in, um, whoa,
1: it's, whoa, whoa! Time out. It rained all day, Stephen. Time Steven. out. Did Dustin McKibben buy a drone and not fly a drone? That's my thing. How dare you steal <laughs> my thing? You know how hard I, I worked know. on that bit. I had to. One, buy a Mavic Pro. Two, not fly a Mavic Pro. You think that you can just bust in on my territory now and buy a Mavic 2 Pro and not fly a Mavic 2 Pro?
0: Yeah, my plan, my master plan, Steve, is just I wanted to drop $1,500 and just let that box sit here. I should just have it sitting right behind my shoulder here so you can stare at
1: it and uh, just, uh, yeah, let it sit there forever. Dustin, I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Oh man, if I could reach to this computer screen and give you a big old hug and a kiss, I would right on the lips, buddy. Yeah, let's move on to beer talk, buddy. Do you wanna you wanna talk about what you're drinking over there today? What what, what fun joke do you have for us about describing your water? Come
0: on. This it's this super fancy stuff called As- a hmm Yeah, it's really high caliber stuff. I recommend it highly. Look for it in the show notes. Steve's going to link to Amazon where you can uh, purchase it.
1: (laughs) You can purchase water through Amazon. Oh, man. That's where I get it. I get it from Amazon. Straight from somebody's tap somewhere. Cold
0: mountain spring water. I'm sure Amazon owns the uh, the mountain.
1: (laughs) Oh, doesn't this week, I am drinking straight from Three Floyds zombie dust that's right one of the most good michigan beer for no, a good that... michigan man no dustin three floyds is an indiana company which means that this is a great indiana beer for a great indiana man like me steve van elk that three floyds was in michigan no it's in indiana if you're going to confuse it with anywhere it'd be illinois it's very close to chicago it's like a few miles over the border from Illinois into Indiana. In Munster, Indiana. The zombie desk from Three Floyds was a gift to me from listener Josh Long. Thank you so much, Josh. There you That's go. That's my brother-in-law. <laughs> it's a birthday <laughs> gift.
0: Mm, everyone that
1: wants to send gifts, feel free. Josh Long of The Great Great Podcast. Spoilers the movie review podcast which was briefly a few weeks ago like number five on the uh, tv and film category on uh, itunes speaking speaking of gifts listener ulysses del toro of the wedding photo podcast sent me an awesome shirt and uh carabiner so uh, everyone out there if you're wondering how to get mentioned on the podcast buy steve a gift or dustin i have a microphone too <laughs> nope just steve i'm the editor as well and i will cut all of that stuff out <laughs> if you buy something for dustin it's oh, cut straight out Steven. so
0: what he's trying to tell you guys is there's been a lot of gifts sent my way and i really really appreciate it i'm so sorry that every time cut it out that's right i did the full house motions while saying it uh speaking of cutting things out dave coulier canon second card slot
1: oh man that's Good. That's some good stuff. Can I get some more like classic Uncle Joey stuff from you? Can you do like ventriloquism too? So Cannon was like, "I want to look in the mirror," and they're like, "Wait, let's go mirrorless." Wait, wait, real quick. Um, if you're Uncle Joey, does that make me Danny or Uncle Jesse? Ah, uh, that makes you Mary Kate and Ashley. Oh yeah. I'm the cute one. Oh, uh, but you're... I'm also not there in the new show. What have I done with my life? Started
0: a very successful magazine and fashion line where you make more money than
1: most so that you don't need to do petty things like reboots. Things that have relaunched several people's careers and brought them back into the public eye and made them into the everlasting national icons they deserve to be. Oh, my Lanta. How rude, Dustin.
2: Have mercy.
0: Uh, so Canon, a lot of big gear talk this week, guys. I know Steve. Steve really likes his gear talk, and I'm I'm gonna try to keep him brief and short because he's been just getting uh, hard on for these Canon mirrorless uh, to come out and just just dominate the Sony mirrorless market because Nikon came to the party a little half mass. We wanted to talk a little bit. Uh, briefly, very briefly, because by now I'm sure you guys, uh, if you're true photographers have already seen the announcement for the Canon EOS R, Steve, can you run us through any of the the highlights, the
1: highlight reel? Canon is releasing a new camera called the Canon EOS R, right? Not EOS R. Is it EOS R or EOS R? Do you know?
0: It's kind of like iPhone. Is it iPhone 10? Is it iPhone X? No one really knows. Well, soon it'll be iPhone XS kind of like we went and looked at tvs tonight at best buy where were you at best buy were you at the camera experience i was the camera experience
1: and i you, thought I you got
0: hired would... to speak no i just went and spoke i thought i would just take it upon <laughs> myself up
1: and you just gave a talk about the new mirrorless cameras from canon and nikon
0: i put on my best khakis and my nicest pressed blue polo and i just went in there and i was like hey guys i'm here for the camera experience <laughs> well, can, we,
1: can we rewind that Can I get you to say, hey, guys, like John Travolta a few more times? No. (laughs) Dustin, no, that was very good. I liked it a lot. (laughs) Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Dominic. Hey,
0: guys. Steve, I want to know your thoughts on this, because you you just took a big old pile of poop and pushed it onto Nikon last week, and we're all, because you're team canon 120%. I want to know what your thoughts are on this revolutionary new mirrorless camera that your
1: team Canon put out. Oh, man. Uh, That leads so much into something I wrote down to talk about tonight, but that I didn't share with you on the show notes. (laughs) So I'm very, very excited about you pushing that out there, all the team talk. Um, Anyway, I'm not like super pumped about this. It looks like the Canon EOS R would be a great camera if I was going to be shooting video with it. The thing I'm really excited about is the new lenses. That 50 mm 1.2, which Jen and I already have a 50 mm 1.2, but this new one that works with the new lens mount uh, looks just as good. Pretty, pretty awesome. Love that uh, new ring thing they're putting on them. Did Did Nikon do like a new ring thing too? Yep. Yep. Did they do a focus ring, a zoom ring, and a control ring? Is no. they said what they did was a you could actually change the function of your ring Uh, okay so canon did this thing where they're going to have the focus rings like normal for their primes and then for their zooms they have a focus ring and a zoom ring but then they have a third ring which is a control ring which you can set to something else um like aperture or whatever and uh you can get an adapter that has a built-in control ring so that all your old you know lenses you could hook on and they will work like the new lenses Well, I mean, they won't work quite as well. Um, But similarly. But no, uh, I mean, the the lens that really stuck out to me, though, was the 28 to 70 millimeter f2.0. That sounds awesome. I mean, it's not quite as wide as my 24 to 70 millimeter f2.8, but it's 2.0 instead of 2.8. And. Man, if zooms could get down like below 2.0, but I mean, even just to 2.0 is great. Because most of the time, like when I'm shooting, I'm at 2.0. I'm not actually pushing it to like 1.2 or 1.4 or whatever, depending on the lens. Yeah. uh, Unless I'm in like the reception and I just really, really need it, you know. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if they can get like their zooms down to the point where like the zooms could be used during the reception because they're just that good, f-stop wise, like. That'd be awesome. And that uh, 28 to 70 millimeter sounds like it's getting getting there. So I think the real question is, is will this be in your bag,
0: Stephen? Will you, you be pre-ordering this? Have you pre-ordered this?
1: No, it doesn't have two card slots. So oh. it's not something that I feel like could be used for wedding photography. Uh, I would love to get it for wedding video stuff, but most of the cameras we're looking at for like video stuff we want to also be able to use for photography so this is just a really big expense to put out there for something that how, would just how be How much is
0: how much is this bad boy running?
1: Uh what is it like 2400 or something like that? 2200? I don't know. I figured Team Canon they must have shipped you one. I think it's about 2200 which makes it more expensive than the Nikon Z6 which is what it's competing against. From Nikon and from uh, Sony, it's competing against the a7 III. That's kind Mm -hmm. of where it fits in. So, I mean, it's not like an a7R III or an a9 competitor, really. So, um, I mean, this is the camera that Canon, when they put it out, they said, you know, we're going to be releasing two cameras. One of them's not aimed at pros. This is the one that's not aimed at pros, supposedly and the
0: a7 A7 III and correct me if I'm wrong does have two card slots it does
1: yeah no the Sony lineup is much more impressive than the Canon and Nikon ones from my point of view as somebody who shoots with two card slots when he's doing photography so people were asking why there were all these rumors that Canon was putting out two uh two mirrorless cameras so there are two articles from Petapixel. That's kind of where the Petapixel, Petapixel. That's kind of where it started, at least for me. And one was uh, the first one was when the it was announced or not announced, but it was like a rumor in July that Canon had two full-frame mirrorless cameras in the works. And it said in it, it's unclear when Canon is planning to unveil its creation, but both cameras are expected to start shipping by the middle of 2019. And then in their most recent article about the new EOS R, it says Canon is said to be saving its pro grade camera for a separate unveiling later on. So I don't know why to me, it kind of feels like why do they even report on two full frame cameras being released for soon from Canon? Like if it's, if the second one might not be shipping until the middle of 2019, that's kind of like Canon really has like one full frame camera that they're putting out. And then maybe next year they'll have another one done.
0: Now, I think that they are planning (laughs) on releasing both of them. And then all of a sudden, they saw all the shit Nikon was getting for the two card slot. They're like, we don't even
1: have XDC. We only have SD. Oh, we got to take this one back to the workshop. Yeah, come on, boys.
0: Scrap that one. They're like, how can we chisel another, you know, inch into that side of that body? Mm -hmm. Get the soap out. So, I mean, Dustin, did you have any thoughts about this EOSR? I just thought it was fantastic and uh, in the way that the following day from the release (laughs) of Canon's answer to Nikon Mm -hmm. was the little cousin, little cousin Fuji, that little, that little fly of a cousin that just won't be knocked down, that just comes out with a new camera the day after Canon releases theirs. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, just knocks it out of the park. I've always been mm-hmm. a big fan of the aesthetic and the look Ugh. of Fuji. Ugh. Uh, the, 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 the look of the, the
1: photos or the look of the cameras themselves. The, the look of the cameras themselves. I'm not actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm actually a fan of the look of the cameras themselves too. I think they do look great. I love the homage as you were saying to the older cameras, but yeah, the, the photos look absolutely terrible. In my opinion, see it's it's hard it's hard though.
0: I'm not actually taken a single photo ever with one, but uh, one of our guests of the show, Ben Hartley, uh, he and everyone at his studio, they all shoot with the Fuji XT2, mm-hmm. and so everything. If you go look on Instagram at Style and Story, uh, that's all shot Fuji,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's everything they're putting out is pretty fantastic. In, on I instagram
1: know, in little thumbnail sizes
0: correct so i know that the fuji xt3 has some vast improvements it over uh, a wide array of things that the xt2 was lacking um so and especially in the world of video it shoots 4k at 60 frames a second oh
1: the canon USR uh, doesn't do that I know. Yeah. And it shoots 120 frames a second at 1080. Oh, the Canon EOS R doesn't do that either. It's only at 720. Man. Exactly. Canon changed the Uh, whole game, made shooting video on DSLRs into a thing, and now they can't even keep up with Fuji and Sony. Exactly. Uh, uh, Did I mention that the Canon EOS R for their uh, 4K, when you're shooting in 4K on that thing? It has a 1.7x crop on that uh, full frame sensor. Uh, you did not. Yeah, it's barely even. It's like, what's, what's the point of shooting in 4K if it's a 1.7x crop? Am I right? Like, what's the point of shooting full frame? Yep. Might as well just get a M50 from Canon.
0: Yeah, interesting. But yeah, the food, the Fuji just looks awesome. Like, and here's the here's the real kicker. So it isn't a full frame camera. I should preface that mm-hmm. from the back crop. It's a crop sensor just like the Panasonic GH5. However, because it's not a full frame camera, um, my good friend Ben Adams over at Style and Story, um, what I get a little envious of his camera bag is just how little he gets to take on a, on a wedding day because the mirrorless
1: lenses are so little and so light. Um, but that has nothing to do with Fuji. That's just with being mirrorless, right? Correct, and also having crappy but, lenses because better lenses are typically bigger and heavier. That's why Sony's fifty millimeter lens is gigantic.
0: That's but Steve can't the same be said about photographers. Better
1: photographers are bigger and heavier. Dustin, I would agree, <laughs> which is why I don't understand why you are on this crazy s <laughs> diet right now. Drink some beer, buddy. Come on, I just I just don't want to be good anymore, Steve. I just I can't handle it. Okay, I'm gonna get real good for both of us.
0: Uh, but to wrap up on the fuji um unlike the sony canon nikon counterparts uh you can pick this bad boy up for a mere 1500 bucks it's just bananas to me it's such uh if you're starting off and you don't have the money like i think a fuji system would be like a real solid way to go
1: no having never, sh- no. Having
0: never shot no. with it having if never shot if you're just starting
1: off get a sony a73 why would you go Fuji? Go go Sony. Which is $500 more. Why, uh, downgrade from the a7 III and get, what, an a7S or I don't know. Go, I'd Sony, have to
0: agree with Steve. I convinced our... Sony
1: looks so much better than the Fuji when you actually like are editing, if you're blowing anything up, like... Gosh, every time I go in to look at it, the uh, photos from Fuji's at like the one-to-one view and you know Lightroom. Can I
0: can I ask where you're looking at all? Whose photos of Fuji are you uh, looking at here, Steve?
1: Oh man, yeah, maybe I shouldn't talk about this. People we had it for. Um, mm, yep. Oh wow, good good point, Dustin. They don't look good though. The Fuji cameras got to do a lot of work to those. We've had to match uh, some. Some of our second shooters use Fuji cameras, and uh, matching those Fuji cameras to our Canon cameras takes a lot more work because the color reproduction is not as good, and the bokeh just doesn't look as good. But you know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, that's the the biggest downside to the Micro Four Thirds cameras is the uh, the bokeh doesn't look um, the same as what you're used to if you've been shooting on full frame your entire life. Yeah, unless you get a speed booster. Unless you get that speed booster and then put 100 millimeter on there and then Boca City! Yeah, I don't think there's a speed booster for the Fujis, though, is there? Uh, I don't know. I, I know there is for the GH5.
1: Yes, there is. Dustin. Steven. So, I was in a lot of different Facebook groups after the EOS R came out. And looking at a lot of different things. And a lot of people were complaining about not having two card slots. And then there was like another faction of people who were just complaining about people complaining about the cameras and saying they didn't understand why people were upset with Canon or with Nikon. So in response, camera brands are like sports teams. Everyone wants their brand to win, not to compete and play a good game, but to win. Canon and Nikon fans are mostly upset that their team isn't winning. But also with professional photographers, if your team isn't winning, then there's a possibility that it goes out of business. Then you have to buy a new camera system and all new lenses. You all have to learn how that system works, too. You also have to change your editing style to adjust for the difference in color between the old system and the new system. And now, I mean, big companies like Canon and Nikon will take a long time to fail if they end up failing at all. But for a pro who's looking at the long game and planning to be in business in 10 or 20 years, the prospect of having to buy all new lenses, an entirely new set of camera bodies, and learn a new system, and learn how to properly edit photos made with slightly different colors or different contrasts to fit your style, that's all money and time, which is money to a man like you, that you're sinking into your business, Dustin. So it's kind of normal for people to freak out when they realize there's a huge time commitment and a bunch of money involved in whatever is happening with their brand. And, you know, they have no ability to influence or change what that brand is doing. So try to imagine, say, being, uh, just, just to make a real good metaphor here, try to imagine being an Aston Villa fan and watching your team get relegated and realizing if you're going to keep watching and caring about Premier League football, then you have to pick a new team. And you have to buy new kits and new scarves. And you have to learn new player names. And you have to endure the scorn of your older brother who's a Tottenham fan who never missed a chance to remind you that your team was relegated like four years ago and missed their opportunity to make it back into the Premier League this last year. But it's cool because First League is still a thing. It's just not where the pros play. So you can be happy with that, right? Except you can't be happy with that because you can't find a way to watch any games. So you're stuck listening to the announcers on Mob call the games come back, Steve. Yeah. How are you? Did you follow me there? Did you follow me? I, you see where I'm I was going with follow. that? Yeah. yeah. Did you get that?
0: I'm always following you. I think a better uh, comparison is similar to, like, the
1: iPhone. Mm. No, um, no, no. I think a better comparison for Americans, because they probably don't get all that stuff I was just talking about most of them, Exactly. Uh, yeah. It would be, like, uh, let's say you're a basketball fan, right? And this no. last year, LeBron James got to leave the Cavs and go to any team he wanted. And what team did he pick? And pick the Lakers. And basically every good player in the NBA who could transition from one team to another either transitioned to the Lakers or they transitioned to the Golden State Warriors. So now if you're a fan of any other team in the NBA, you're just completely and totally pissed off because your team no longer even stands a chance of winning. It's going to be all Lakers and all Golden State Warriors. You know what I'm saying? All the way down. Steph Curry, LeBron James, going at it and now LeBron James will actually have a team surrounding him that's good so burn on the calves
0: <laughs> so Marissa from a Facebook group ask uh, Marissa ask help y'all y'all uh, I, I need to read this appropriately to really mm-hmm. to really yeah, you do. just kind of grasp the um No Marissa, Marissa
1: is a close friend of mine so be nice
2: help y'all I'm
1: just I'm just kidding I don't know Marissa <sighs>
0: Always, always interrupting. I got I got I got
1: real really lay into her. Come on.
2: Help y'all. I shot a wedding last month. The videographer missed the kiss, the cake cutting, and would you believe it, the bouquet toss. What in tarnation? He told me, <laughs> <laughs> he told me this at the wedding and He had the audacity to ask me if I would send him those pictures. I told him no problem. I sent him those pictures, and he emailed me back saying he marked (laughs) all of the pictures he wanted his favorites on my proofing site. It was 429
1: Tarnation pictures. Tarnation pictures? You don't know how to use Tarnation? (laughs) Tarnation. I told I Spit the child and keep going (laughs) I couldn't
2: email him that many And he could pick 25 He's saying he needs them to complete his video I never in all my life Had a videographer ask for pictures like this I feel like he missed a lot And is trying to use my work to make his own My golly good golly Fast forward, and he has emailed me, telling me to send all the pictures I have. What do I say to him? Should I consult a lawyer over this? I emailed mine, but got an automated response. He's out of the office until September 1st. (laughs) Did you stay with me there, Steve? Did you follow along?
1: So to sum up, if anybody got lost when Dustin was doing that weird voice... Uh, Marissa was working with the videographer. Videographer missed a bunch of stuff, asked for pictures so that he could use them to help make his video. She said sure, and then he requested 429 pictures from the day. Which out of is, 500, I would like to think. <laughs> you would like to think. I'm guessing it was like she sent him the raw files or something ridiculous like that. I know it's not because it's a proofing site, but yeah, 429 pictures. What is he going to do? Is he going to make like GIFs out of the? The pictures, and then try. The crazy to, thing, the crazy thing is, is we've had this happen to us. So you had this happen to us. Somebody asked you for pictures. You sent them to them, and then they use those pictures and an artist to reconstruct everything, and completely and totally rebuild all of the uh, the frames that they would need to go in between the pictures you sent them.
0: What what I would like to see, what I'd love to see, is a videographer reenact moments. Oh. From a wedding, <laughs> like using models at the same venue or the same church. Like, say they miss the first kiss, they get the information where the bride got her dress, they go rent it, they get a stand in groom. That's what I, I would love to see that dedication mm-hmm. from a videographer. Definitely. But yeah, I'm honestly curious to see what the videographer who asks us uh, for photos does with them. Wait, was this
1: recent for you? Yeah, this happened just a few weeks ago. Ah, So the jigs up, everybody. There was nobody named Marissa. This is actually Dustin. He adopted that voice because that's how he actually talks when he's talking to his clients and to videographers, especially when he talks to videographers. He talks like that. In our situation,
0: the videographer, um, it was a really strict Catholic uh, church, uh, Catholic ceremony. And the videographer had to be positioned on the, um, it's one of those churches that's so large. It's a cathedral that has three, like essentially three aisleways, Mm -hmm. like one in the middle and then one on each side. And so the videographer, he and his assistant were positioned on either of those uh, side aisles, one on the groom's face and then one to get the bride as she came down the aisle. Side eye. And then right Before the bride got there, a bunch of guests got there late and sat in the seats kind of at the end where he was stationed. And then right as the bride walked down the aisle, obviously everyone stood up, thus blocking his shot of the bride walking down the aisle. And he wasn't manning the camera. He was up at the um, front of the church um, because once you can have a camera up front, you can't leave that camera. Like it
1: has to, you know, okay. You can have a camera up front, but you can't leave it. So he wasn't shooting the bride, walking down the aisle with the camera that was up front. No, because everyone was standing
0: in front of him. It's sort of like the, have you ever shot at Notre Dame where there's like sort of those wings off to the side of the altar? Yes. He was down one of those wings. His assistant was getting the groom's reaction. And then they had an unmanned camera that was rolling wide to get the bride coming down the aisle. But then all these guests arrived late, sat in front of his camera, stood up. His camera was kind of up high enough to get over their heads. And then they all stood. He didn't factor the standing into his equation of Mm -hmm. camera height, thus completely obscuring his shot of the bride walking down the aisle. So he called me a few weeks later asking for any and all photos I had (laughs) of the bride walking down the aisle. And so yeah, I'm curious. I sent him over whatever I had, and I'm curious to see what he does if he like tries to animate it, or if he just does like a little GIF
1: like thing. I or... hope he animates it by hand.
0: Yeah, I have no idea.
1: You know well, I, mean, they I seem got the like perfect really, solution to this. I really got really great videographers. I got the perfect solution to this. The video is going to take a little bit longer to get done. Um, the uh, you hire the artist from Nigeria who does the hyperrealistic pencil drawings and you send him photos of the bride and groom and then just say, and could you do, um, I have 14 shots over the course of one second here. Uh, could you just give me maybe, yeah, you, you, you had it on burst mode, right? Um, no. So (laughs) could you just give me, give me 10 more like in between shots, um, to go with it, just draw them out hyper realistic. And, uh, that then I'll have one usable second. <laughs> and let's, we'll just see how long we can do that for. Um, it might take like a few years to get this uh, to get this video done, but we're going to make it happen. Gavin.
0: I just, I just was afraid that he's going to do some sort of like animoto shit where he like slips in some sort of weird photo montage into the middle of the wedding video.
1: I don't see what else he could do. He's probably going to end up doing that. Yeah. So if it's all you got, it's all you got. So,
0: I just wouldn't include her walking down the aisle. I mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah, but so here's kind of my thing. Like, that's, I mean, you, you got to have something for walking down the aisle. So if it's just, like, two pictures that are, like, in the middle of the thing, like, that's understandable. You put a Ken Burns effect on them and you move on. But 429 pictures did this person's like only card corrupt from like the like he was shooting on one card the entire day and it corrupted and now he's just trying to make a photo montage because he doesn't have any video stuff anymore or like what's going on there why
0: why should she why should she reach out to her her lawyer there's no reason to reach out to her lawyer yeah she has no ties or commitment to that videographer
1: yeah I, I don't she already reached out to the lawyer she said that she emailed hers but got an automated response that he's out until a date a date that's already passed um, but who cares like the, there's no need for lawyers unless this person tries to sue you but they're not at that point point. and they have no grounds Why would they try to sue you that's what I'm saying <laughs> like it's utterly ridiculous to think that there's any legal action taken by this videographer against you. Yeah. You said he could pick 25. He asked for 2429 and then asked if you could just quote send all the photos. No, you already said I will only send you 25. Case closed. Like there's there's no legal action that could be taken here. Yeah. Man, it's just so weird. Let's do some Q&A. Let's speak. This first question comes straight from Phantom Producer, Louie Novak. Louis asks, what's the bare minimum gear you recommend for getting into wedding videography?
0: And what I didn't have time to answer Louie with was exactly what I shot his wedding video with. No, An just iPhone?
1: Because
0: <laughs> that's what you sent back to Louie. I saw the messages. Well that was the honest answer that is the bare minimum I think you can get away with shooting on a wedding day is an iPhone I think you can easily shoot a really compelling wedding video with a couple iPhones couple
1: now, now we've moved from one to couple okay
0: bring your iPhone and your iPad you know you got both hmm or your wife or girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever's iPhone
1: okay yeah yeah now now we're cooking
0: so two iphones i steve let's do that let's put out a thing free wedding coverage if we can shoot your wedding video with an iphone they
1: not free no 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 no.
0: okay ten thousand dollars but you gotta let us shoot your wedding
1: video with an iphone i've shot a lot of uh a lot of b-roll for uh weddings with iphones before really yeah when we well, were in Sierra Leone I shot a lot of b-roll uh, with you were like then the king
0: too. of b-roll with iPhones
1: that's because I mean it's the in-camera on stabilization the time. on those things is mm-hmm. inc- yeah in-camera stabilization is great it's on you all the time you can just whip it out of your pocket and capture something much faster than you can you know pull out a DSLR or a mirrorless and focus and do all that kind of stuff so if for like stuff I just need right then it's perfect which is what I was shooting in Sierra Leone Yeah, we were doing a lot of time lapses with them, I know that. Yeah, the time lapse function for the iPhones is actually really, really good.
0: Uh, But to answer your question, Louis Novak, uh, as a photographer, first and foremost, like you, um, when I was getting into wedding video, I was able to pretty much use everything I was already using for photography, um, as far as my DSLRs were concerned. Um, At the time, that was a D800 and a D4, and obviously all the lenses that Mm -hmm. I had with that. The biggest thing that I had to get uh, was some audio stuff. So I got, when I started, I was just doing um, very bare bones um, type audio. So I was just doing like a Rode mic, which is like a hundred bucks, and putting that on top of my camera. And then I got a lapel mic that I could attach to my iPhone and just throw in the groom's pocket for the ceremony, which I think that was like, I don't know, 40, 50 bucks, something like that.
1: So you didn't get the red mic then? Uh, yeah it, yeah, it was the road mic. No, the road. That's, that's like 80 to 100 bucks, 40, 50. I got like a really good Black Friday sale uh, on it. Okay. Um, Dustin and his deal Dustin deals that'll be our segment for this this Thanksgiving Dustin deals Dustin's deals but um yeah so that's how I got started
0: that was sort of my first thing which luckily enough I bought that Steve because I think we used that when we went to Africa <laughs> it's because we didn't have any audio equipment at that that rotary club thing didn't we put my phone in
1: no we didn't we put your phone in somebody's pocket. We did not have a lav mic attached to it. You didn't bring the lav mic. It was just oh. the phone. No, we had the lav attachment, but I had an iPhone X. Yes. So there was no headphone jack. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't bring my adapter. That's, so that's what it was. Oh, good times. So uh, that was Dustin's response. Louis said he has a D750 and LED light in his lenses. So, bare minimum, I say, to get by, to transition from photos to videos, you're going to need a tripod and or a monopod. And also, you're going to need a second second camera, not an iPhone, but like a, a second DSLR or something to also have rolling and shoot with, especially if your DSLR breaks. Uh, what do they say in the military? Uh, two is one, one is none. Yeah. The biggest thing, too,
0: Louie, um, is... Reach out to photographers, you know, and just be like, hey, can, do you have any brides that would be interested in letting me uh, uh, No, no, no,
1: stop. Because that's Louie's next question for us. Oh, there were two, two questions? Yeah, from Phantom Producer Louis Novak. Do you use anything to help with fluid focus? I'm assuming you manually focus video. I really am interested in video. Would it be appropriate to ask a couple, my friend is photographing if I could do video fully disclosing that, Hey, this would be my first time. Yeah. So when I was getting started, um, I was second
0: shooting for uh, an amazing videographer. Um, and that I learned a ton from him just as far as like gear wise, uh, what he was using. But then what I did is I reached out to fellow photographers and I said, Hey, uh, like during the off season, do you guys have any weddings that would be interested in like really cheap video? Like this is going to just be me running and gunning, just trying to learn my way. Um, I I can promise them, you know, I'm going to do my best. And what I would do is I would tell them if they weren't happy with the video, like if I was unable to meet their expectations for what the price I was charging, which I think was like five or 600 bucks, that um, I would r- give them a full refund. Mm-hmm. Cool. And um, yeah, I had a couple people take me up on that through networking with local photographers, and was really able to cut my teeth on on uh, the gear I would really need and how to you know pull off shooting a wedding alongside a photographer. And yeah, it was really uh, really helpful. When I, the first one I did is when I realized how important white balance was. Yes. Because as a photographer shooting RAW, you don't really pay too much attention to that. And then as a videographer, you're like,
1: holy shit.
2: You can't just, as a, a photographer a color-
1: shooting RAW who doesn't edit their own photos, you don't pay too much attention to your white balance, do you, Dustin? But as a photographer exactly. shooting RAW who still edits their own photos, you pay attention to your white balance. I can speak from personal experience. And if you are using somebody else to edit your photos, all I would at least ask of you is don't shoot in auto white balance all day long. It makes editing your photos take twenty times longer. So yeah, I shoot in auto white balance all day long. <laughs> Thank <you> so much.
0: <laughs> uh but i will say though that the high-end icons do really really well in auto like i when i'm editing my own stuff i am typically never changing the white balance when <laughs> i'm editing so i'm pretty pretty happy in fact most of the time when i do try to manually white balance in lightroom i tend to go back to how it was shot because i tend to like it better interesting
1: And when, when are you doing this? Cause you send all your weddings out to a company that you kind of hate and then you send all your real estate stuff out to a company in Indonesia. So, uh, great question, Steven. A lot of times with
0: our engagement sessions, um, because they're not that many photos and I like to turn those around rather quickly while the couple's still super excited. Um, it's not like they're on a honeymoon or anything. I'll, I'll try to edit those myself if I have the time.
1: Okay, cool. So to get back to Louie's question. Yeah. Uh, about us? Yeah. Let's talk about Louis. Let's talk about Louis. Oh, I love Let's Louis. He's a you great guy. And me. And um, Louis. So, Louis, uh, as Dustin said, I would agree with 100%. It's completely and totally appropriate to ask a couple that your friend is photographing if you can do the video for them. Just ask your friend who's photographing them first before asking the couple that way you like you don't want to step on the photographer's toes and like you know overreach your friendship or anything but on the subject of fluid focus versus manual focus i personally manually focus almost everything i only recently have started experimenting with the uh experimenting ex- experimenting mm-hmm. you okay yeah very good no, no, keep going Experimenting. what else can we say Exsulpetating? Oh, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds like something you might drink. Hey, there. can we just take a
0: pause real quick, Steve, and discuss an image that came to mind when discussing Marissa's dilemma earlier? No. Nope. Nope. And that was the episode of Fringe where they just go completely animated. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining that wedding video if they decide to animate
1: the scenes <laughs> based on the photos. Episode of Fringe or the episode of The League? The completely fringe. animated episode that Rafi and it's all about Rafi and Dirty Randy. Oh no! It was this actually is fringe. written by uh, Jason Mansugas and Seth Rogen. No, this
0: is Fringe, no, your no, no. favorite television series. <laughs> yes, yes,
1: I know what you're talking about. I just want to talk about the league for a second. Jeez,
0: no one's doing fantasy football, Steve. Oh, good business to
1: wedding photographer has time for such shenanigans mm-hmm. yeah no i'm certainly not wink doing fantasy football wink i'm certainly yeah. i'm certainly not illegally gambling in fantasy football wink
0: yeah uh but yeah Louie, um the best thing i would recommend to you manual uh, focus versus off, fluid focus yeah however if you really want to drop some coin and get some sony gear rented Man, that focus peaking functionality on those things. It's very good. Oh,
1: so, so good. Here's, here's the thing. Uh, the focus peaking is good, but it gives you kind of like a... So, when when you go to manually focus on any camera, like DSLR or mirrorless camera, there's typically like a button you can push. It's like a focus assist button, and it zooms in on your live view. Um, it won't work when you're actually recording, But when you're just like looking at the footage before you start recording, you can press like the magnifying glass is what it looks like on most things. And it'll zoom in so you can like get your focus perfect. So if you ever use the focus peaking on the Sonys, um, you'll notice it'll say something's in focus. But then if you press like the magnifying thing to zoom in, it'll be like, actually, that's not in focus. Something like a little bit closer is in focus. So like the focus peaking is good for getting you in the general area, but it's not great for getting like you know tack sharp focus I would say if you're going to do manual focus um and you like really need to be like spot on like especially like for your detail shots and other things like that where you have time to like do it over you know more than once if you need to um use that magnifying thing just zoom in real quick get your focus set and then like do your pans your your pans and your tilts and stuff like that um obviously mm-hmm. don't do your zooms that'll change your focus um so you can't really do that nearly as well but like manually focus then do your movement the thing i've been experimenting with the last few weddings i've been shooting so many new videographers say that the autofocus is so good they rely on it all day i don't think that's a good idea but i did use it for the last two weddings i shot when the bride was walking down the aisle um, because otherwise you're continuously like turning your focus ring the whole time she's walking down the aisle and it takes a lot of practice to get good at that and when you're first starting out you're not going to be good at that and uh the last two weddings i used it at one i was using the 5d mark IV, the other i was using dustin's sony a7r3 and both of them did a better job than i've ever done at keeping the bride in focus the whole time she's walking down both of them also have touch screens where you can press on the back shouldn't hit my mic when I say that where you can press on the back and like say this box right here, I want to be in focus. Um, don't use face focus when, Or eye focus or whatever when somebody's walking down the aisle because it'll focus instead of focusing on like that area or whatever, it'll focus on people's faces when they turn around and won't necessarily focus on the bride. Um, So you want to do the thing where you say, like, focus on this point right here and you highlight like right where the bride is as she's walking down the aisle. And then as you're moving your camera while she's walking down the aisle, you keep that point on her the entire way. So you have to make sure you set it up like if she's walking down the aisle and you're on like the left side of the thing you want to keep her on the left side of your frame so that most of the negative space, like the space that she's walking through is to her right and to the screen's right, you know? So it doesn't look like she's walking at the edge of the frame. She's walking the front edge of the frame. She's walking at the back edge edge of the frame the whole time. It's like, you have to set like your focus point somewhere in there and then keep the focus point on her while you're moving. I know it sounds a little bit difficult, but it, it works and, and you can do it. You might just want to practice ran, a few times.
0: Just run an A6500. Louie and just slap it in autofocus. It'll yeah. be good.
1: The the one thing I would say is never use autofocus for like your lockdown shot in the back, like your wide shot, because a lot of times that autofocus will go like in and out, like if somebody stands up or sits down, or if somebody has like a stray hair on their head and it catches the light just right, it'll like focus on that instead of the bride and the groom. So you always want to lock in manual focus on where you think the bride and the groom are gonna stand. Kind of like Dustin did with the uh, whole lighting situation where he set the lights up for where the bride and the groom are gonna stand except if the bride of the groom misses their mark for your focus for your wide shot it's not as big of a deal because your wide shot is there's going to be more stuff like you have a wider depth of field for your focus anyway so they can miss by a little bit and still be in focus plus if your focus isn't moving if they're a little bit out of focus it won't be that noticeable but if your focus is continuously moving as it's focusing on different things throughout the whole time it'll be super noticeable and that footage is basically unusable
0: Yeah, that's why you have multiple cameras, though, Louis, so that way you can cut from different cameras.
1: Yeah, set up one that's just an iPhone and uh, hold down on the screen when you set, like, the focus point and the exposure and everything so that you lock it in. Brittany from the Facebook groups asks, what do you normally give your brides to get information? Do you make a timeline? Uh, What do I give my brides to get information? I give
0: them my name and my phone number and my email address. Uh, I take the deposit from them. I then take the final payment from them. And then if I don't hear anything else from them, that's on them. I just assume if they wanted me to show up, they would have told me where to go. And that's how I run my business. That is how we do 75 weddings a year. And we only shoot about 35. (laughs)
1: It's a great business that Dustin's in. Um, zero lawsuits so far, too. Um, it's amazing. The very ironclad. It's contract. amazing how often you don't get sued when you don't give them your address or your email address or your phone number. <laughs> is that that was what you said, right? You just get, yeah. You just show up. You give them a fake name at a meeting you do in person with no cameras, correct? And you take the deposit straight at that meeting,
0: correct? And my deposit
1: is paid in full. Mhm. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And then you say if you're serious about this wedding, you'll know where to find me, and then you walk out.
0: <laughs> I like to err on the side of mystery if you guys didn't know that about me.
1: Yeah. And then if anything ever comes up afterwards, uh you just there, you do have that part in your set your contract where you say um if you really need Dustin's help for your wedding, you'll put up the Dustin signal over <laughs> Fort Wayne, and he will come a calling. <laughs> Um, and so you just point out, Hey, look, commissioner Gordon, he told me (laughs) nobody had the Dustin signal on that night.
0: Sounds like this fictional version of myself. That's so delusional.
1: Well, I mean, you do need to make a lot of money because you got the Dustin mobile to keep up with the Dustin wing, the Dustin boat, you know, there's a lot of stuff. Plus you got all those grappling uh, hooks and, uh, it's called Boat Dustin. Oh, Oh. Boat Dustin. Sorry. And it's a vessel. Mm -hmm. Yes. Sorry about that. All right. Easy mistake. Yeah. Du- the Dustin boat was the one that I cracked the champagne glass on and uh, yes. put a hole straight in the hole and it sunk right away. Yeah. It was a sad day. <laughs> it was a very sad day. Sad
0: day at Lake Dustin.
1: <laughs> Lake Dustin. <laughs> in the middle of Fort Dustin.
0: Oh, I am the grandmaster after all.
1: <laughs> the grandmaster of Fort Dustin. <laughs> uh, Fort Dustin would be a cooler city than Fort Wayne, let's be honest. It already is, Steve. It already is. I'm sorry. Yes, already. Fort Dustin is a cooler city <laughs> than Fort Wayne. My mistake. Especially when that, that signal gets lit. Yeah, it's a Dustin signal. You're getting confused. We're both getting confused. <laughs> it's a confusing moment in uh, wedding photo hangover history. Um, normally, what do I give to my brides to get information? I give them an email. And I say, hey, shoot me back. Holler at me. Um, we, we send out, me, we send out like a questionnaire through an email through Pixify. I assume Dustin, you do something similar. I should, <laughs>
0: uh, we have a client relationship management database thing in Bobber. Uh, we use HoneyBook, and, uh, I am just, I need to get on it. I need to get it set up to better streamline some of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have an email template type thing that I've kind of created this year that's helped out a little bit. I just send it off to our clients and um, ask just sort of a series of questions um, to help me better make their wedding timeline. Nice. And it happens uh, 90% oh, of the time. So you
1: do make a timeline then for the day? It's funny, Not I've 90. shot several weddings with you and I've never once seen a timeline for the day. Uh,
0: that's because the... T- Two out of the three weddings you shot with me, uh, I allowed the couple to make the timeline. and
1: You just crumpled that right up, threw it in a wastebasket, and we're like, we're not doing that. This is for Dustin. We play by Dustin rules here.
0: (laughs) And their timelines were so vague uh, that it was just like, you know, my timelines when I make them are like down to the minute, very specific. This is when things are happening. From cake cutting to toast to dances, every little detail is mapped out and timed. Mm-hmm. But when Steve comes along, it tends to be, I have a, a bride. Well, that one you did in Indy at Circle Center Mall, they had a wedding planner.
1: Is that, so that something you don't so that, usually deal with?
0: No, not in Fort Wayne. Interesting. And so that that was uh, the timeline was made by her. Nice. So There was a timeline there. I just didn't have it. <laughs>
1: Justin likes to play a little bit of Kelvin ball with the timeline on the day.
0: <laughs> if I don't know what the timeline is, I can't be held accountable for keeping to it. That's sort of my mentality. is
1: very much like Kelvin. He lives in a delusional <laughs> fantasy world, as we've already pointed out. He has a fake or uh, imaginary best friend, Hobbs, also known as Natalie. She's a fantastic human being. Yes, yeah, she is. She's a definite real human being too. She's getting married next month. Oh. Is that why you were talking to Jen about our wedding packages tonight on the phone before we sat down for the Skype call? No, I, I wasn't. You kept asking if she would uh, accept credit card for a photo shoot. For a family reunion. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Was it Natalie's yeah. family reunion? That's a lot of big events.
0: Family reunion, wedding. Kind of a family reunion. <laughs> sort of like the tax of wedding photography that, that we j- talked about it's last week. just a
1: family reunion. Um, like It's not a big deal or anything. I might be in a, a dress. It might be white. Um and uh my boyfriend, he's also going to be there at this family reunion and so's his entire family and he it's like a it's like a dual family family reunion and my boyfriend might be in you know why do clothing matter, I Steve? Why do the say, clothes matter? <laughs> I don't want to say tuxedo, but if you're shooting this, it, it is black tie formal, and uh, you will be expected to be in a tuxedo yourself. So, but it's just family reunion. Just a family
0: reunion. There might be sort of an exchange of promises during the yeah. reunion. Yeah. Um, not vows, not just, vows. Just roll yeah. with it. Just yeah. roll with it. And there might be like a um, gift
1: ceremony that involves hand gifts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Circular hand gifts that might have precious stones on them. Well,
1: one of them will be circular.
0: Ooh. I actually did a wedding uh, a few years back. Uh, We're getting way off topic here. I did a wedding a few years back where the bride in her craftiness uh, coordinated a company party to coincide with her wedding and had her wedding during the company party I was hired to shoot the company party. I knew the scheme, so I wasn't like surprised by it. But the company paid me to photograph this company party. And then this bride hosted her wedding during the company party.
1: That's so weird.
0: She was a graphic designer for a farm. And so she convinced the farm to have this like big, like fall festival at the farm where they had like you know, like bounce houses and like, you know, different festival like activities. They had hired, you know, a barbecue place to come and do like food and the farm had provided like ice cream and cobblers and different things. And then just like the bride, just like off to the corner of the property, just had like a wedding ceremony (laughs) and then like let their guests go enjoy the festivities. And then she was immediately fired. Yeah, I was like, this is uh, so weird. Because I didn't know if I'm photographing somebody that's a guest at the wedding or if it's just someone that came to this festival.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, wow. That's crazy, buddy. Uh, So, But but you do have a timeline for most days.
0: Yeah, I would say 90% of our weddings have timelines. I mean, I have a poor couple getting married here in a couple weeks that I have yet to make their timeline for, and I feel super bad. It's just they
1: kind of slip through the cracks. Well, that's okay, because when people ask you, you can just say, um, you know, people assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. I think that'll get you straight out of it.
0: Right out of hot water and into bed, because that is where I'm headed. Steve, I need to go. All right. And... Get some rest and some shut eye, so I can provide the most excellent of service tomorrow to my beautiful bride and groom.
1: Uh, Steve, where are you shooting tomorrow? Where, where? Where are you going? Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast with Dustin and Steve and Sally Sparrow. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at WedpickHangover. Hangover. Dustin is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben and Stephen is at Steven Van Elk. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover. Hangover Facebook group. If you want to avoid the weeping angels, jump on to our anchor page. It's anchor.fm slash wedding photo hangover. And, you know, just throw some money in the pot. 99 cents, 499, 9.99 a month, support us a little bit, and we can save you from those terrible, terrible statue beans. Um, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being is aching for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next Sunday after you shoot, another wedding. Another wedding. Dustin, what am I doing? I'm shooting a wedding tomorrow.
0: I know, but where? America. In it's supposed to rain all weekend, I was informed of today. Yeah,
1: it is. I'm shooting another wedding in the United States of america Is it outside? Did all of my good, good goofs about the United States of america get cut when we lost the 20 minutes? Oh, man. They sure did. <sighs> That's probably for the best. They weren't that good anyway. All my talk about Final Fantasy got cut. Ah, oh, I told people how to, in Final Fantasy 4 on the SNES, how to, how to, how to Steve, get all your characters leveled up real fast by jumping on the raft with you, a turbo controller if, and just holding down B and the right Steve, button. No,
0: no one cares. No one cares. Everyone just wants to know.
1: Everybody cares. Everybody.
0: Where you're photographing this Saturday.
1: Everybody cares everybody cares because everybody wants to play a sable or gow or mog you know what i'm talking about mother of the groom mog the little white bear with the wings it's magic nope never played never will (sighs) you're missing out final fantasy that's a good game and nothing like the movie the movie was very weird i like the movie it just wasn't anything like the games no no one has time for that doesn't you have anything cool you want to tell me about Where's your wedding tomorrow? You keep asking me where my wedding is, and uh, where's your wedding? I'm sorry. I'm just so
0: excited about where my wedding is tomorrow. I am shooting at one of my favorite venues up in good old Goshen, Indiana.
1: you shooting at the old bag factory?
0: Old bag
2: factory, baby.
0: Nice, buddy. Only had the pleasure of shooting there once before, and I was second shooting for a photographer, so I didn't get to post any of those pretty pictures. Mm Mm-hmm. But tomorrow, tomorrow, my friend, I'm in control. You're all in control? I am not (laughs) shooting photography. I am shooting only video tomorrow.
1: Oh, very nice.
0: Again, I won't have any pretty pictures to show, but I will
1: have pretty, pretty video. Dustin, tomorrow I'm shooting at the Needhammer Event Center.
0: I like how you had to look it up. You had no idea. That's why you were (laughs) avoiding it. (laughs) You had no idea where you were shooting. Dustin. You're shooting...
1: The location that you shoot, from a strictly non-linear, non-subjective point of view, <laughs> it's just some wibbly-wobbly, locationy-wationy stuff, you know? It's not like a set place in, in time or anything. Well, S- Steve, uh, when
0: we're shooting down the street from your house on Sunday, I want you to think about us as we're just at the Mustard Seed Gardens getting...
1: Who are you? Who are you second shooting for?
0: My good old Luke boy. Luke, oh, so it's a video shoot. Nice. Yep.
1: Yep. Oh, you're gonna be you're gonna be in my city on Sunday. Yeah. Um, oh, I was gonna go to Fort Wayne to, to the zoo on Sunday. Man. I know. Oh, Dustin, know. like strangers passing in the night.
0: But on a serious note, Corinne, uh, I told Corinne about that, and she said to let her know if you guys want her to go. And our wedding is a. Uh, is a brunch wedding at Mustard Seed. Oh, cool. So if you guys stick around the fort long enough, uh, I'd love to show you our new house. It's done? It's built? It's finished? Uh, Yeah. Done. Um, actually, um, Fort, built, fort Wayne, it's
1: supposed to rain on Sunday, so we're probably not going to the zoo.
0: I figure, yeah. because we're going to be in Indy, where it's also supposed to rain all day. And... Our venue is outside. Well, the ceremony is
1: outside. Um, you know, Dustin, I will say this. Jen and I have shot several ceremonies there outside. And um, when it rains, it makes for really, really beautiful photos. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it'll <laughs> do as well with for video. Does it very beautiful video, too? Mm, well, you and Luke both shoot with Sonys, and those aren't weather-sealed. so <laughs> Bring some plastic bags. Yeah.
0: That is sort of the one thing they boast about the new Nikon uh, mirrorless is that it is
1: weather sealed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still wouldn't want to have it out in the rain, but what ifs? What I can't believe you're shooting in my hometown <laughs> and then you're shooting in yeah. my uh, new hometown. <laughs> yeah. That's this whole weekend
0: is an homage to you, Steve.
1: Man, I got to send you some great places to check out when you're in both places. All right.
0: Bye, Steve. Bye. 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 I just stole your line. I just stole your line. All right, buddy. Cue it up, baby.
2: Q and A, A and Q. Questions, answers. Doctor
0: Old Steven will be there. Is that a Doctor Who thing? I don't know the reference
1: there. That makes it. No, it makes it even better that you don't know the reference. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs.
2: Wooey!